speaking of like weird children's books, did you guys ever read? Oh, I think it was like "I'll Love You Forever" or something like that about yeah, the kid, yeah, the kid the, who the, like whose mom was always like something would happen and she was always like, "Oh, you know, like I'll love you forever." And he kept getting older in the book, yeah. And the mom was like, "I'll love you forever." And then it like flip flops. And she's a grandma or whatever. And he like climbs in through her bedroom window and he's like rocking, rocking her to sleep or something. And he's like, I'll love you forever or something like that. I totally heard of this. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. He sneaks into her house. I, yeah, I'm fairly certain. Was she already dead at that point? No, she was just like asleep in her room, I think. And he was like, let me just climb in through the window. Okay, Norman Bates. Got yeah, it. I'm fairly certain I'm remembering this. Climbing correctly. in your window, snatching your people up. The giving tree is kind of messed up. Like that's kind of like us. That's just mm-hmm. like about like a codependent like paternal figure who's just like giving, giving, and giving, and giving like their whole. Basically, it's like you know, like the little kid wants an apple, so the tree gives him an apple. Then the little the little kid grows up, and he's like, uh, you know. I, uh, you know, I need a house to build. Yeah. And then, like, he chops the tree down, and the tree's like, this is fine. And then, <laughs> like, I, I enjoy this. And then, like, um, when the, 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 <laughs> the, the kid's like an old man, he's like, what do you have to get? What do you got, baby? And then he's like, I'm just a stuff. You can sit on me, I guess. You can, <laughs> you can sit on me, daddy. And then, like, the, oh. the old, the, the old man's like, yeah, that, I'll do that, you little bitch. And then, like, um, he sits on the tree and it ends. So those are direct quotes. I thought that. Yeah, I thought the tree was supposed to be your mother. Well, well oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not Andrew's what? mother specifically. I, no, 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 I'm what? not. No, no, no. How dare you? That's not a rose. <laughs> That's not a rose. That's a real thing. That's like a real. I thought the tree was like no. I thought the tree really was supposed to represent like yeah, mothers. It makes sense. The, the tree yeah, yeah, yeah. where like oh, mothers the, the tree was a woman and give and give like, and the give. whole time. <laughs> like that was the riddle. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I don't want to be you know that per. I don't want to be that person. But like that is a that's a real like dynamic. Like like yeah, mothers, mothers especially like giving. do like a ton of. And they do a ton of familial emotional labor and nobody yeah. ever, like realizes it. And that's why, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, so. But like, I wish like maybe at the end of the, 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 the little boy is like, you know, I don't know. Maybe he like plants a seed or something or something nice for the mom, for the mom yeah. tree or something like that. Yeah. It just ends on a depressing note. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, notes about trees that end on a depressing note. Under the cork tree, the record from 2005. And we're going to talk about it today on I've Been Meaning to Listen to That. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Hey everybody, welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Sean Wilkinson. I'm Michael Lomentado. How do what order do we do? Like, is what's the order? Like, we gotta 
change it up every time. I feel like uh, okay, like um, yeah, all right, that's fine. Uh, welcome to welcome to the show. We got a great guest today, um, and one of uh, one of the team members of the show. And like this is like the first time Michael and uh, Michael and Sean are meeting her. Um, mm-hmm. So and but I've known her for a few years, and she's a dear friend and a nice pal. Uh, please give it up for Stephanie Senior. Pew, pew, pew. Star Wars. Uh, hi. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. How are you doing? Um, I mean, I'm all right. I was going to ask you, Andrew, because uh, you I don't think we've seen my full shirt yet, but I did dress for the occasion. I was going to ask you if you were feeling perhaps sad, sad as fuck. fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, 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 stand up again. Can you, can you stand up? Like, <laughs> It it like the way it looks, it but the way it was, it was just like ad ass uck. It wasn't like I your your hoodie around. was like obscuring the like, I was trying to talk and I couldn't get around the microphone, but we worked it out, it's fine. Oh, I do feel ad ass awk, honestly. <laughs> like uh it, it's it's but that's honestly like really encapsulating the ennui I feel these days. Um but hey guys, <laughs> welcome to the show. Uh hey Stephanie. Um you um so basically um to give a quick Give it, give a quick. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, give it a quick. I've been, I've been, I've been doing Duolingo for my French. Um, <laughs> I think it, Andrew. I think it's pronounced quiche. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's my bad. Yeah, um, Andrew, you were just talking about ennui. Speaking of ennui, yeah. have you played New Super Mario Brothers before? Pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> ennui, ennui, now ennui, <laughs> now ennui. <laughs> um but uh to give a quick like you know rundown of like you know how i know stephanie uh we first met doing uh you're a good man like she was the director of you're a good man charlie brown and i was linus and like yeah. we kind of like really <laughs> it is kind of funny that like um i think you were like three years older than me and still are by the way three years older than me <laughs> and like like i, I like kind of like really at the time that's I was debatable. such a <laughs> I was such like a baby. I kind of like looked up to you, just like please tell me what to do. Um, so like it's really nice to like, and uh, basically Stephanie has like uh, pivoted like her career to like editing and audio and engineering and stuff like that. And that's really like, and she's like the episodes she's edited is sounding really great so far. Um, and uh, she's just like a really nice, like she's definitely like a really nice person and a really nice friend. Yeah, I, I'm just like really humbled and really excited and really um blessed to have you like help help us with this humble show and uh help us like and just like uh we look forward to like the memories we get to make together and like you know the great work we get to do and all that stuff so hey stephanie welcome yeah i think oh thank you Andrew. that was so nice i yeah i'm i'm excited to join i really like this podcast i'm excited to be working on it i also just chuckled because the build-up of that you the the intro that you gave me and the build-up that you gave me of how nice and wonderful and delightful i am is going to be a deep drastic contest contrast contrast with the album we're about to discuss <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're here to talk about under the cork tree by fallout boy um so stephanie i want to hear a little bit about your history of fallout boy like where were you what like, yeah your history of fallout boy and like your um impressions of them and your thoughts on them and all of that stuff like let's hear from you from for a change my my, my dissertation on fallout boy yeah. um yeah well i i i threw this album at you guys because this is one this one in particular um is was really 
I, I want to say it was the entirety of ages 12 and 13 for me oh, to a degree. Yeah. Um, it was very much, uh, it just was very much an album that was like a safe place for me. Um, at that time in my life, this is going to get really fun. But <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Please. <laughs> um, at that time in my life, I was, uh, living in a very, very small town in rural Southern Illinois. Um, I moved away from the town that I grew up in where I like had a lot of friends and I moved to this new town and I wasn't making friends very well. Um, and a lot of people, because it was like, it was like one of those small towns, you know what I mean? Where like everybody, like their parents all went to high school together mm. and they all lived fucking, you know what I mean? And like everybody was related. It was incestuous. Let's be real. Like it was <laughs> gross. Okay. Um, and like everybody like kind of doesn't really leave, you know, they just like go to the closest cheap college, they get a nursing degree and they come home and they live five miles away from their parents. You know what I mean? And marry somebody who was in high school with and repeat, you know, rinse, repeat. Um, and I was just really feeling lonely and really feeling isolated. And I found, I think I initially, uh, my mom at the time had a partner who had two teenage sons. And I think I borrowed a lot of their music. Cause I was like, this is cool. I want to be cool. You know? mm-hmm. Um, and follow up boy was definitely one of them that they would listen to. Um, and then sugar were going down, which is the, which is one of the singles from this album came out and it made it, that was like the crossover single. Yeah. That was the one that kind of got played on every radio station forever. And that was the album that made me, or that was the song that I was like, I want to dive into this album. Um, and part of that was, <laughs> part of that was very much me trying to be like, like one of the, um, I think I wrote this in my notes once, but like, but one of the, one of the girls that I went to junior high with who used to like bully me, heard this song on the radio, bought a Fall Out Boy t-shirt and wore it to school. And I was like, so I'm going to love them more than you. Oh and I did. <laughs> And then, you know, and then for so, like, and that then she was like, like a follow, still... like a character follow boy would write about just like completely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this is, that this could've... is a song title. Oh, so you like follow boy? Well, watch now. I'm going to like them even more than you. Right. That's the oh, whole you have title. A shirt? oh, you have a right. follow boy shirt. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like them more than you. And I have listened to the record and I got into them because of the single Sugar We're Going, going Down on an earlier round. Yeah, it was. So that was some of it. <laughs> it was yeah it was definitely um but you know but then it, that, like i so that's kind of why i got into it but then i got into it and then i was like oh i you know it just like i said it was like sort of a safe place for me and like it was a place because there is a lot of um it's there's just it's exactly like what we were just what you just were just saying where there's a lot of this sort of attitude of like i'm better than you fuck you you know yeah. and that was a very um that was a place that I went to when I didn't like what was going on around me. So I was just like, well, like it was my little sort of space of like, I'm not going to be here forever. And there's like, there's something I like, there's more and there's better. And that's mm-hmm. like the only thing that's keeping me from like going totally berserk. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my relationship with this. This is why I was nervous to talk about it. I was like, this is so emotional for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, here's the thing. Like I want, I was scared about talking about this record too, because like, you know, I, I like initially when I listened to it, I had a lot of like, I was, I didn't like it very much. You know, I didn't like it very much. And like, um, the show isn't like a bad album podcast, you know, this isn't right. like how, how did this get made or whatever, where they, they roast things, you know? And like, we, we, I, I, I like, um, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. I don't want to like make anyone feel bad or anything like that. I want to create like a safe space for like people to like, talk about their feelings about records but also 
but also critically analyze it too. So yeah, mm-hmm. like I want you to, I, I never would ever want to, you know, make you feel bad or like make you feel nervous to talk about something you loved or something you loved even. So yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, I'm just, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm, I, hopefully I can speak intelligently to it and not just, you know, it is, it was, inter- like I said, it was interesting to listen to it on this side. Cause actually the funny thing is like, I, I don't, I sort of now on this side of it, it's not one of their better albums musically. Oh, wow. Um, to me, I think there are other, there, there one that came out after this is called infinity on high. And I think as an album, it's just better. Hmm. That's um, my favorite fall out boy album. The infinity. On yeah. High. I, I think it's I think it's a better album just in ter- in, a, in a lot of ways, but I chose this one. Like I said, this one has just a little safe space in my heart. And um, but it's interesting to go. It's also interesting because this is a 15, 16 year old album at this point. Yeah, um, that's crazy. And and the thing that, you know, it, like going back and listening to it, just that era of like pop punk bands. I mean, there were a thousand of them. You know yeah. I mean? There were just there were just a sea of pop punk bands. Um and everybody had their sort of, you know, you like it was like weird, clicky teams that, you know, if you liked <laughs> My Chem, you didn't like Fall Out Boy. And if you liked, you know, Fall Out Boy, you didn't like Hawthorne Heights. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, there was like a spectrum of them. But it also was was a something else. Something that I noticed is that, like, I, I think that musically we've sort of come to this place where we make albums that are sort of a more complete thought and like this album and a lot of albums in that sort of pop punk genre are like, I don't, it's weird to call it an album for me mm-hmm. because there's no sort of through, not that an album, all albums need a through line, but there's no real through line on this album. There's not really one sort of idea that unites it except for just like angst and rage. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. <laughs> very much. you know, I also um, feel like too, I mean, this is in like with pop punk and like fallout boy in general and this whole album for me it's like if you didn't listen to this growing up or like in that like shifting like puberty-esque time or whatever if you didn't listen to pop punk then it's not going to click as much with you like like listening to it now if you didn't listen to it before like absolutely yeah Uh, so not to butt into your history but i think you kind of covered your history with the album i uh when i was growing up i wasn't allowed to listen to a lot of music um, so I would a lot of the time take CDs from the library and rip them onto my computer and then replace the album artwork with, um, different album artwork. So a lot of times it was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, Toby Mac, like my, or the one I remember <laughs> the most was I replaced teenage dream, Katy Perry's teenage dream uh-huh. with, uh, the old Katy Perry when she went by Catherine Hudson, her Christian <laughs> oh album, album cover she owned. <laughs> And she was a wait, hold up. She was a Christian artist. Yes. Yeah, she was a Christian artist before. Like that's like a big oh. part of like, origin story. Basically. Oh yeah, they wow. were like real Jesusy. Yes. They were not allowed. To, she wasn't allowed to eat Lucky Charms. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> they were like. Yeah. Sean, I love. Never heard of that form of Christianity. I could talk about Katy Perry for two hours, but I won't. But I will say, but that, we will like, eventually. But we way. will eventually. That's <laughs> shocking to me. Yeah. I can't believe you have two hours of content on Katy I, Perry. I'm <laughs> obsessed with Katy Perry. I love all the cringy things she does. I cannot stop watching it. It's like the office of a person. Like so, it's the Scott's tots of people is what Katy Perry is. Um, oh my god! But all that being said, one of the None of those albums were um, Fall Out Boy, but I was kind of adjacent with a couple of the bands I listened to, like 
uh, Paramore, My Chemical Romance, Mariana's Trench, uh, mm, even mm. Panic at the Disco, which, you know, we talked about a little bit before recording, isn't quite in the same genre, but I think initially yeah. kind of fell there a little bit, at least. So, uh, those yeah, are the ones like I was... friends today, like... They were on the same record label, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 so they kind of got lumped in. Also, like, Brendan Yuri at the time... And Patrick Stump were vocally almost identical. Yeah, like, I think yeah. Like, I think yeah. um, Brendan Urie's on this record, and just like they yeah. trade out like hooks every so often, like maybe. Yes. Yeah, it's and on, they, you know, and every now and then, Brendan Urie's a good actor. He can just pretend to play the bass and pretend to be Pete Wentz when Pete Wentz doesn't <laughs> show up. You know, um, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, really quickly, I remember like kind of going back to like Michael's story about like his Christian like roots and stuff. Like I remember, I have a friend. Um, I went to like. Um, in college, I lived in, like, a Christian, like, um, housing thing, you know, compound thing. And um, what's it called? Like, one of the guys wasn't allowed to, like, watch Arthur because his dad says it has too much conflict in <laughs> So, Well, there's a gay there's a gay rat, so yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be watching that. A, I think that... <laughs> I there's a gay rat, and one, at one point, Arthur had his fist... You know, just like by his side, and he was about to punch somebody. Oh, <laughs> so like that was pretty. Like actually, that's pretty. I thought stuff. Andrew was going somewhere else. But me too. Uh, I. <laughs> where where, where <laughs> do you think I was going? My go? gay mind. Wait, if you don't know, Michael, if you, you know, want to answer you know, that? If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I wanted you to say it. That was kidding. Uh, um, <laughs> any way? Wait, I have a one thing that that reminded me of and then i want to finish my earlier thought uh, okay, okay. <laughs> i wasn't allowed to watch anything where a dad was dumb the dad had to be competent otherwise it um like made fun of the like traditional family or like it like wow. shook up the core of a traditional family so if the dad was dumb in a thing i was not allowed to watch it which is like literally <laughs> everything the dad is dumb that is like every sitcom the dad is dumb anyways um Notably, Jimmy Neutron was the one I wasn't allowed to watch. But, um, hmm. I, so, oh, wait, I kind of finished my earlier thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry <laughs> that I listened to the adjacent bands. Uh, yeah. Well, what about Sean? Like, um, what's your, what's your, what are your, like, you said you had some nostalgia with these, these guys here. I, I never had like the scene phase that, you know, is often associated with like pump, punk pop. But I remember, hearing certain songs from this album and really liking them partially because of, and I think Stephanie, you kind of touched on this a little bit too. Like, like my older brother was, had like a scene phase and listened to like my chemical romance and fallout boy. And I remember he made me a mix CD of like looking back. I'm like, it's a really weird collection of songs because there was like fallout boy. There was eye of the tiger by survivor. There was, like the Super Mario Bro theme song. <laughs> and I don't understand what any of this had in common, but hearing that, I was like, oh, this is really good. Like, this is what, this is what's cool right now is Fall Out Boy. So I've heard select singles from them. Mm-hmm. And so I think listening to this album, my favorite tracks are those songs I heard. But mm-hmm. other than that, I have like no connection to Fall Out Boy and I don't go out of my way to listen to them. And I think a lot of it too it feels very pop punk in general feels very annoying theatery kid to me. <laughs> it's very, it's very like over the top and mm-hmm. just, and I, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how to elaborate on that, but that actually, that's a good, I'm so sorry. No, to go for finish it. Finish your thought. And I was going to say, I, I actually love that because that is something that as an adult, I still really appreciate about the style of music. Sure. 
is that it is it is so it is it's over the top it's 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 very theatrical yeah um there one album i know you guys have already done um welcome to the black parade which Mm -hmm. is another one of my favorite albums Um, but I mean, think about that whole, the whole like conceit of that album was like, they, like my, my chemical romance toured that album, like as, as characters, Gerard Way was the band leader, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a concept album. It is. And it's a great album, but like, you know, like that, yeah, it's so inherently like, you know, it's, 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 if nothing else, it gives you permission to like scream. And that's, that was sort of the appeal of like, I never listened to screamo music, but that's the appeal of it. Right. There's like. You know, there's actually a, there's a song on, there's another Fall Out Boy song on, I think it's on Save Rock and Roll and it's called The Phoenix. Um, and I really like it. It starts with this like string part. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that the one that's like, but there's a part. That's exactly the one. I hate that I know which one you're talking about based on whatever you just sang. But yes. Okay. That was, that's what it is though. That is it. Um, but it's, it's, there's a part, it's like, um, they get to, they do the, the, it's the bridge part. And then when they go to the, the, like the last chorus repeat, the sort of connected, the bridge from the bridge, like the, the connective tissue from the bridge to the last chorus repeat of that song is just, it's just Patrick Stump holding like a measure of a note mm. and it's almost a scream. It's like at the top, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. stuff like that. Or it's like, you know, you think about like Lincoln park, like the way, the way, um, Chester Bennington used to sing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, and it's like, it's at the top of his range and it's almost, it's like a controlled scream. And it it's like, it's a way to just feel feelings that feel like they're really big. Sure. And yeah. feel them in a big way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You know? And I, and I get, I get that part of it because I like, I used to actually really love Lincoln Park. That was the first CD I ever got was, um, hybrid theory. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's, I still like, come back to it every so often i'm like oh this was really good i had good taste back then hybrid theory is a great one meteora was pretty good hybrid threes yeah no i i like i get the vocal part of it and i'm okay with that i think a lot of it too is like lyrically with pop punk a lot of it is very like it feels very childish to me oh, yeah. a lot of the lyrics yeah. and just this album is like full of pettiness <laughs> and it's just it's a little it's a little too much for me it's yeah. you know, call me petty mayonnaise bitch like <laughs> petty labelle reporting for duty i yeah go ahead uh, do you say petty labelle reporting for duty oh hell yes that's a petty labelle <laughs> that's girl hilarious where are my background petty singers at? it's also like horny in the like least horny way this whole album <laughs> like it talks there's like every song there's something but a uh, notable mm-hmm. lyric to me was when they want to be the friction in her jeans yeah i'm like, uh-huh. I'm like Ew, that is like so nasty. <laughs> yeah, not sexy at all. So there's gross. no, there's no joy in the descriptions no. of sex yeah. on this album. It's always like, like they're no, out to like they're out for revenge or something. Like, well, it's either yeah, it's either like I'm sad and I'm pathetic, but I want you to fuck me, yeah. or like I hate you and I'm gonna fuck this other person because I hate you, or I'm gonna fuck you because that's I hate the you. Thing, like, yeah. There's no joy in it. He's, they're like he's occasionally because uh, I mean I'm saying he I'm guess I'm referring to Pete Wentz because he wrote a lot of the lyrics, but mm-hmm. he's often like, like really dissing this person because there's, you know, questionable like gender and stuff apparently. Yeah. Um, but, and then all of a sudden he, like he's going off on this person and he just wants to like, fuck him. It's like, yeah. I'm very confused as to what this is and it's not like, fuck him. Who needs him? Wait, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So with me, um, my, you know, I didn't, I don't really know follow up boy that well. And I knew um, that Follow Boy was a Simpsons reference, you know, 
one mm-hmm. off of one of the favorite my favorite like Simpsons episodes, like Radioactive Man, where like Millhouse is like the the sidekick to like the Arnold Schwarzenegger parody guy, and it's like so funny. Um, so like Fall Out Boy is like the little sidekick character, mm-hmm. and um, so I I. I just heard of them and i was like oh i like them they, they made like a simpsons reference eh. you know kind of like how um a- annie clark you know saint vincent has like a arrested development reference in like her one of her albums like marry me is like her album and it's like a reference to uh, oh i didn't know that arrested development um so like p- part of me like, enjoys that um but then after that then um that was the extent of it really and also like um the other one <laughs> the other reference i know about them is um you know, Childish Gam, one of the first, like, records I, like, really uh, cherished when I was, like, in high school. Childish Gam, like, Childish Gambino's Camp. Um, and that this was probably my fo- version of Follow Up Boy, of just, like, looking back at it, I can't engage with it, like, truly. Like, just, like, as a sentiment, there's sentimental value, it feels kind of safe, even though looking back at it, it's, like, pretty bad. You know, I don't think it's very right. good. But I don't know how you feel about Follow Up Boy, by the way. But then, like, Childish Gambino has a line in one of his songs because women talk shit on men like all day, but it's Pete Wentz goes both ways. And just like his like nasally, like, and just like the, it's not a gr- it's not a good joke. And it's not, a, it's like, I can't justify that line at all. And it's like lame, but yeah, that's really it. And the other thing I want to say is just like um, how immature and petty it is. I think earlier when I was like kind of roasting it, like to like, like in my tech in text threads and stuff to like these the three of you i was like roasting it all week but like today i was in like a petty angsty mood i guess a little bit and listening to it it kind of like i think there's there's value in that there's a value of just like walking around being a grump being like a grumpy boy and just like you know listening to like music where it's just like just like you know <laughs> fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you and fuck yeah, yeah. I, I i actually wrote those in my notes because i was listening to it the other night and I like got myself in this place. Where I was like, I was just relaxed. I like turned, you know, all the like a lot of the lights out. I was kind of sitting there like late at night, nothing else going on, listening to it, just so I could focus in on it. And and yeah, like from an ironic distance now, there's like there's like a there's a smarminess to it mm-hmm. that's almost charming. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, I think you know of of the pop punk bands, Fall Out Boy was my favorite because they never seem to take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. They you know, for as much as like, yeah, the lyrics on this album are a great a bummer, but there is also an extent of like, there is a, there is like an extent of like, oh my god, I'm really fucking depressed. But there's also a feel on this album, and that shows up on later albums, which is like, I don't need you, fuck you, yeah. I'm better than you, right. I'm better than this, you know. And and for me, like when I was in this small town that I didn't feel like I belonged in, I I like I latched on hard to that, like I'm better than this. I'm gonna get out of here, mm. like you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's like yeah, it is. There's a pettiness and a and an immaturity and a and a smarminess. But there's also that's, a self awareness yeah. too. Like there's, I think they're self aware. Like you know, like at least self aware to like recognize that like maybe they're not the shit all the time. I think yeah. I think that's a big part of it. That's but they have a good fashion sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they were like kinda like well, they were kinda like tease they were kinda like poking fun at themselves. It's like Yeah, that, there's a line, line. Yeah. uh I I think it's in Get Busy Living. I can't remember which song it's in off the top of my head. I think it's in Get Busy Living get, get Busy Dying, but one of the lines they say is um it it must be said again that all us boys are just screaming into microphones for attention because we're just so bored. Like there's, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. There's a, there's a little bit of like, yeah, we know we fucking know. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're assholes. I know. Shut up. You're an asshole too. Like I'm just a different asshole than you are. 
Well, let's, you know? <laughs> let's uh, get into like the themes of this record. Like, let's just like to quickly like go through like you know what this record is like. Because Stephanie, you said there wasn't like a easy to like you know see through line. I guess of like you know a complete thought or like a arc really with this record. But like, what what are some like kind of takeaways and themes you're noticing with this record? I mean, I'll, I mean, I oh. go ahead. <laughs> No, no I, I was just going to say, like, I mean, a lot of the songs are just about, like, failed relationships. And I and a lot of them are, like, blaming yourself for it. That's at least what I got from it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and just really putting yourself down for it. And blaming, uh, blaming them, but also blaming others, too. Mm-hmm. You know, bl- blaming the other person, too, a lot. Yes. And, like, yeah. you know, taking it, taking a lot of it out on the person like kind of just like they're young you know they're young people yeah. i don't know how much i want to excuse of just like some of the shitty attitude they have right but right. like it is like i bet if pete wentz like looked back at these lyrics he would go yeah like yeah that's not good <laughs> yeah, yeah i i like to there's like, some you questionable know, he, stuff for sure yeah there seems to be some growth and maturity with him now, like him being like a 40 year old person now. Um, so I would like to believe that like, if he looked back at some of these, that's like, he would go like, I would, I would amend this, you know, mm-hmm. I was going through some really hard stuff back then, but you know, maybe I could have framed like, maybe like using his therapy tools, like maybe I could frame it this way, you know, stuff like that. Do, do we know how old I, I haven't looked it up. How old were they when they recorded this album? Do we know? That's a good question. He would have been 23. They were in their 20s. Okay. Yeah. That's very young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were I mean, yeah, they were definitely in their 20s. They were they were this was their second, second full-length album, yeah. I believe. Uh Take This to Your Grave was the first and they it was like kind of their I mean, this is their big break album for sure. Um, they were kind of pushed into recording this one um, and they changed they they I think they rewrote within like they rewrote like 10 of the songs on it at one point I was, I was while they were in the middle of recording reading about yeah. that right before this Sugar We're Going Down was written two days before they had the studio session to record the album Whoa. so oh dang yeah. yeah and actually and part of the reason um, some of the lyrics are so depressing is because Pete Wentz almost didn't make it yeah. because he had uh, recently attempted suicide before this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I, I, and, and, and I will also say like, I, you know, I, to sort of piggyback on what Andrew was saying, that period of time also like, and this pop punk across this sort of pop punk genre, it was very misogynistic. It was very like, women are objects and like it was very like it, it there's a lot of songs not just these guys but there's a lot of songs across a lot of bands and some some bands that are worse than fallout boy uh for this perspective that were very like well i'm a nice guy and you only date chads mm-hmm. like it was yeah. very that <laughs> yeah it was very that yeah um and that was something you know and something like for me as a as a 12 year old and also like as a 12 and 13 year old going back and listening to this as a 28 year old i was like oh my god yeah. i shouldn't have been listening yeah. to this <laughs> like i missed a lot of it when i was younger um um, but you know, like the, I, that was not something I had the capacity to deal with or understand that sort of misogyny. And like that, that was, you know, that's something that like going back to it has to be like a piece that I have to be like, yeah, like I understand this is a sort of product of time and place and youth and all of these things. Cause I think you're right, Andrew, like, I think, you know, I would be, I would be very interested to see what what they would say about this album today you know that's the thing i don't know if they've talked about it but that's the thing with like art though it just doesn't age well especially if you're 
uh, in the pop culture or in the zeitgeist. Like, mm-hmm. it just isn't going to age well, whether it be sound or sometimes even content. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not that misogyny was a cool thing. It just wasn't upfront and talked about as much, you know, in 2005. Yeah. Like, you know, so people could be misogynist and it's like, oh, you got to toughen your skin up a little bit. Like, that was kind of the attitude. And that's, you know, our society a lot of people more than 50 percent of us as we've learned this year have grown past that so um that's like um you know something to bear in mind when we revisit albums like this or at least for me so yeah and not just like you know with misogyny and stuff but like with like the discourse with mental health too Mm -hmm. of just like the attitude was a lot of denial a lot of like you know um just toughen it up you know just like all that stuff so like i think like it's 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 so easy to like you know look at stuff like this with, through an ivory tower or like with 2020 hindsight i just like i know as a woke person you know right i and yeah. like um but i think they they didn't have the tools like to really understand so like what i see with this record it's a cry for help honestly i think this yeah. record is so much a cry for help of just like a lot and like a lot of it is kind of like vague posting a little bit but also he'll just like drop instance like lyrics about just like i'm just gonna take some more pills or something like that or something like that or like you know my heart is so heavy my back is aching and like i feel like back in that time or maybe to to this day in a certain extent like it's hard for people to like share these feelings with people in not a song in a in a way that's not a song or in a way that's like not packaged in this way because you can kind of get away with it in a song a little bit um again like and like pete wentz has definitely like shared his like you know experience with suicide and like his like experiences with depression and then you know um when i think he's like directly I think he's like directly quoted saying like, yeah, I didn't feel like I could come out like I could share this stuff with the band, but I was still super nervous to put it like out into the public. So, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and and, yeah, Andrew, I I mean, and I've I've never been a young man and I was not a young man in 2005. Um, But I yeah, like especially Andrew to kind of what you're, you're talking about, like when you are you know, we're living in a very patriarchal patriarchal society that says men act this certain way. And, and what if you are a young man who doesn't act that way and who doesn't feel that way and who doesn't feel macho and who doesn't, you know, and who Mm -hmm. sees all these other guys who are macho and they're mean to you. And like, you know what I mean? And you're like, well, I don't want to be that guy. That guy's an asshole, but like, he doesn't like me. So I must be an asshole. Like, what do you do with that sort of mix of feelings? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, and that's, and I think that sort of ties back to the, like, that's the theatricality of it is like, I don't have anywhere to go with these feelings. Like, and there's a lot of rage contained in that. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't rage at somebody, you can't rage at another person. You can, but it gets you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so you don't want to get in a lot of trouble or you just don't want to fight one of those, you know, big guys who's going to beat the shit out of you. So you go home and you write and you write this music and you write your feelings out and then you just scream it out and you feel a little better. Sure. <laughs> you know? Sure. So the others, the flip side of that, of just like, um, these guys are kind of these guys are like nerds these guys are dorks these guys are like dorky nerds and theater geeks and stuff like that (laughs) like my i'm so sorry to interrupt you but my uncle so these guys are from chicago Mm -hmm. 
um, Follow Boys from Chicago, yeah. and my they're actually from Wilmette, but whatever. They're from Chicago, and they used to play in Chicago all the time. And my my dad's brother, like my dad, and grew up in, in the Chicago suburbs. And my dad's brother used to play in a band, and they played all around Chicago. And I was staying with them once, and I turned on like an MTV thing that was like a behind the video or whatever, and it was Follow Boy. And my uncle walks on, he looks at it, and he goes, "Ugh, Follow Boy, they're a bunch of no talent dorks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's, it's great it's like but yeah these guys are like patrick stump doesn't look like a traditional leading singer guy yeah you know he yeah. kind of looks like a dweeb um but like it, it but, yeah. but like he the i think he'd admit that by the way the other side of it the flip side of just like you know man i'm just like untraditional idea of masculinity but so like being a rock star is a way to like access power and a way to access acclaim and a way for people to look at you differently you know, if you're that. So, but yeah. then they use, they use that power and like, you know, acclaim and stuff like that to like still be assholes, you know, still oh, yeah. treat <laughs> women the same as like, you know, an asshole, you know, a mean person that they, you know, so hated up to this point. And like, that's like nerd culture has like dropped the ball so many times of like, mis- and proven to be, as misogynistic if not more misogynistic than the people they like were like oh this person bullied me and stuff like that well and also i don't you know not to be uh this person not to not to really tap into that anti-pop music um manifesto that i started when i was 12 and have never given up but like pop music does the same thing i'm sorry but pop music does the same thing pop music like because also let's think about albums that came out around this time this is an album from 2005 um maroon 5's big debut was a 2002 album i believe and it was called songs about jane Mm -hmm. and that is a misogynistic piece of shit also it's like not a very good album but like (laughs) you know what i mean it's just not good but like but and everybody went crazy over it but like if you look that whole album is about how much adam levine hated one woman you know what i mean it's literally called songs about jane and the whole it's 11 songs of just i hate you and that was a pop that was like you know what i mean like there were there were singles like they're fucking i remember she will be loved (laughs) Don't yeah. even get me started on She Will Be Loved. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to She Will Be Loved, name drop Kevin T. Porter on yeah. Gilmore Guys. Like the drop in the every middle time, of the right. episode. Just like, right. Demi, do it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that was, but like making a joke of it was the best thing that ever happened to that song. But yeah, like, you know, there's some deep misogyny there. And, 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 you know, and then a few years later, um, we see it manifested in a slightly different way in, for example, um you belong with me by taylor swift mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like that that is an entire song about like now it's from the perspective of a woman but that's an entire song about well i am this kind of woman and you're that kind of woman i am the better kind of woman mm-hmm. you you are the not good kind of woman i am the good kind of woman right like there's still so much misogyny contained in that yeah you uh, know and that was 10 years ago like we're we're barely past it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and even beyond that that or you belong with me says a lot more of like I am have made myself the type of woman that you should like yes. is kind of the message of that song, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's so there. it's it's all to, yeah, it's all to say, and that's not to shit on pop music either, but that's all to say that like, yeah, I mean it's it's you're absolutely right. Like in some ways it's you know, we've had we've got these guys who are like, Yeah, we picked on me and then they got famous and they're like, Guess what, motherfucker like right. they were not humble about it right. at all. And it's just like that <laughs> thing that happens when just like, you know, 
people, some people are like, yeah, you know, get a shitty job and like, you know, that will humble you when you're like kind of like mm-hmm. at the top. And then they end up perpetuating the cycle of like being shitty to their underlings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still like, I went through it. Ugh. And it's right. just like, I don't know. Like, I think you just, um, so there's that, that's that whole thing. And then also just like, I think the, the theme I like with this record though is kind of like, them they're like they're reckoning with their newfound celebrity they're reckoning with like their newfound fame and stuff like that and like what's our role like so that causes them Mm -hmm. to have introspection of like what's our role like what do we what are we doing are we like helping people are we just like 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 you said are we just shouting in a microphone for attention basically like i think that's but we're the best yeah i think that's the compelling theme in this record i think that's like you know what's the value of pop punk music you know yeah. And like, what's about what do we offer? Yeah. And I think that's a good tee up, too, if you dive into their sort of discography. Um, I think the interesting trajectory of their hold it like their whole sort of the interesting trajectory of their albums is it does go on that. Like Infinity on High is a deeper dive into like they've been famous for a while at that point. They're kind of getting used to it. And now they're like that album. A lot of the themes about that. This is not what this album is about, but this is not what this episode is about. But a lot of the themes of that album are sort of more blown up like fame is really fucking weird Mm -hmm. and like isn't being famous the weirdest thing that's ever happened to us we just make music why are we famous for making music so that's an interesting it's it's interesting that you say that because it is like i actually wrote i wrote in my notes that the the cameras at the very beginning of the album are like (laughs) they're 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 almost foreshadowy though yeah you know what i mean the idea is because you're you're at to speak to what you just said like you're absolutely right like it's you know, for that to be the top of the album, we, that puts us in a place of like, oh, so we're looking at you, right? Like that puts us in a, that puts, uh, that makes us the spectator of them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're listening to these camera flashes and now, and now all of a sudden we're ready to like, we're, we're sort of examining them. They've become a specimen in a way. And it's a little bit of like foreshadowing of the next album, which is an entire album. That's just like being famous is weird. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> you know? I just find like the stock, like the stock audio just like ching, 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 ching. mr right. fall boy mr fall boy just like mr fall boy have you ever thought there's more to life than being really really ridiculously good looking oh my mr. god boy. uh so on that note, i think let's... it's really 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 ridiculously good yes looking, yes i'm sorry i okay bye guys <laughs> Bye. Damn Thanks, guys, for having right. me on here. This is fun. Surprise! I'm actually replacing. You can't keep doing that joke every time. No, like you're, every right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You, you, you want to talk about cries for help? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Michael's like, please rescue me from this fun. <laughs> on that note, let's uh, let's take a quick break. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. And we're back here to talk about from under the cork tree by Fallout Boy. Pizza pie! Hey! I don't know. Um, Queek. <laughs> Mr. Fallout Boy, look over here. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fallout Boy, Mr. <laughs> I don't know. I just came up with that joke. <laughs> it's like, I, I it think funny. it's a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, what were you guys? You were teeing something up. I'm so sorry. Uh, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like it when what I is, tickle Michael with like a dumb joke I make. It, it always, it's, it's always such a delightful it's funny. thing. It also like my brain combined it with like the doctor is a woman. So I almost said the fallout Mr. Fallout was Mrs. Fallout girl the whole time, but it like it was like too many things all at once. So it, <laughs> maybe the real Fallout boy was the friend of the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so let's go through. Oh, by the way, the members of the band are Andy Hurley, Joe Troman, Patrick Stump, and Pete Wentz. Um, I feel bad for anyone for the two that are not Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump. Yeah, for I have no idea who they are. So the thing about like you they're know, both, they're all great. So the thing about like you know Patrick Stump and Pete Wentz though like uh, is like Pete Wentz writes all the lyrics for at least for this record he writes most of the lyrics and then Patrick Stump sings them. So well, it's, it's like Elton, it's like Elton John and Bernie. Yeah, and it's also like almost like a you know a playwright and an actor. Yeah. Know? Well, and Patrick Stump also Patrick sorry Patrick Stump also writes the music. Yes, right, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So what was what were you saying? Bernie Who? Sanders writes Elton John's yeah. music. <laughs> Get out. Andrew, can you mute him? (laughs) Uh, But, um, yeah, so those are the members of the band. So, like, what... And, like, you know, this is such an interesting thing, because I don't know another case... Like, you know, besides Elton John and Bernie Taupin, like, I don't know another case like this. This It's such a strange thing. Or, Or, and especially, like, and when, like, the... When the bass player kind of outshines as, like, the star Mm -hmm. of, like, a band really this is like yeah. i'm sure it's out there but like you know it's such an interesting thing and but like part of me like a let's go through um let's go through highlights first um because I, I yeah let's uh circle all love like what are, what are some uh lyric what are some like songs you guys really enjoy i really i mean again i mentioned it earlier but it's just like the highlights on this album for me are any of the songs i heard when i was younger so dance yeah. dance uh sugar we're going down and then I think the other one was, uh, uh, oh, uh, Sophomore Slump. <laughs> oh, Sophomore Slump. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sophomore, Sophomore Slump is really good. I like yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. That's the one I've been like yeah. singing all day. Yeah. I, I, I also, yeah, Sophomore Slump is a good one. I also, sorry, I, I, I'll get to highlights, but actually I do, maybe this is a highlight of the album. It is a theme of the album for sure. But I, it, it, that sort of era when everybody's song title was a fucking oh my God. It's a novel. statement. Yeah. <laughs> Like sophomore slump or comeback of the year is possibly. I think dance dance or XO is the shortest of the song yeah. titles. You yeah. know what I mean? But just like what the <laughs> it's it's like embarrassing. That is the most embarrassing thing about this album is these it, fucking truly. long titles. Like and then when you have to sit on your phone on Spotify and watch it be like yeah yeah get busy living like or get busy dying. Yeah, so slow. <laughs> And then there's like parentheticals, yes. like good to your yeah. part to save the scene and stop going. Just like what Summer song? <laughs> and, then, and then I was reading reading the lyrics. I was like, how do these titles tie in? Like I felt right. like a lot of them didn't tie into the lyrics. And I think that was a, that was a hallmark of this era of pop punk too, where they didn't like. And I, and and we've mentioned Panic of the Disco several times already. Panic of the Disco did the same thing. Yeah. Like look at um, I write sins, not tragedies. Mm-hmm. There's a reason the tables it, are numbered, honey. Yeah. Not... Sorry, what's the album called? It's not called I write sins, not tragedies. It's called A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. There's a reason these tables are numbered, honey. You just haven't figured it out yet, or whatever. Right. Like you know, it's like you. J- j- what are you doing? Like, <laughs> it feels like know? the um, like the fret. Like it's like a. What are you trying trouble- to say? It's yeah. like a smarminess and self awareness that yeah. doesn't translate very well for me. Of just like yeah it feels like you know the friends titles are just like the one with the monkey or something right. like that you know it's where yeah. it's like not a title it's just like um as far as irony goes it just doesn't age well and then it makes it like no. non-ironic and just part right. of the time like I, I i guess i don't know what to think about that beyond like you know how like being tongue-in-cheek can be really funny yeah you know, in the month that you're tongue-in-cheek but then two months later it's like Right. Oh, that is the most embarrassing thing I've ever said. So, well, yeah, this like, whole, I mean, 
a lot of this album just left me feeling very confused. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't sure how to feel it about did. these songs. It just like and like you know the title is the first thing you see on you know when you like look at an album and like one of the first things you see and when you read these titles it's just like ah oh, give me a break you know <laughs> yeah, just like, like, it's I'm, really poor tone setting i think, yeah. I think i'm exhausted already let's, let's, yeah, i think bit. honestly let's do low lights first because like because we're in this zone i think like <laughs> tone there's no tonal variety with these songs mm. no you know they no. all they all start at an 11 going and that's what is it track five no it's track seven like oh well that's what i was gonna ask stephanie you brought up their first album earlier and uh, mm-hmm. I've heard like I've heard Grand Theft Autumn off of that album, and that's the single from that. Yeah, album, yeah. and I, I do like that song. But I remember when I was researching this album, a lot of the band members were like, "Oh, we really wanted to like branch out from the first album and like change our sound." And then I went back and listened to the first album, and I was like, <laughs> "I don't get it." It, it sounds <laughs> the same. I was gonna say, have Have you listened to the? Because to me, take this to uh, take this to your grave is. You, if you think this album is angsty and aggressive, take this to your grave. Is is this at an eleven? I mean, <laughs> like, take, I guess like take this to your grave. Andrew's. I'm so sorry to talk over you, but take this to your grave. Andrew's exactly right. Like, it, take this to your grave. Everything starts at a one hundred and it stays at a one hundred. Mm-hmm. Take this to your grave. It just starts like this <laughs> with two middle fingers and it ends like this with two middle fingers. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? It is just like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, yeah. fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I like. I appreciate you asking if you could swear on. The show, by the way, like, <laughs> that was really kind of you. <laughs> I've listened to episodes and I still had to ask because I, I feel like it's the polite thing to do when you're on yeah, a podcast. Yeah. But also, honestly, if we couldn't swear on this podcast, it would make this episode really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Sean, I, I interrupted you, but you had more to say. I think. No, I just I I've personally felt like the first it, it sonically it sounded the same to me as this album. Yeah. That's so interesting. I think it sounds completely different. Sure. Mm. Yeah. I don't like the the tonal non variety. It just makes it feel, yeah. even though it's more polished. It's pol. It's I think it's polished, but it still feels like it feels like musical sludge. It feels like you know the <laughs> the the wet snow that gets stuck under your car tires. <laughs> just feels like, like the dark you know? shit you step in when you're. I don't know. Yeah, just like it's <laughs> it's it's like. Um, it gave me a migraine a few like it gave me several migraines like listening to this hmm. and it's like oh. 40 it's like it feels like musically to me you know again like when i was like in an angsty mood it like was mm-hmm. good to like drown out you know it's sensory overload to drown out uh, like yeah. your feelings and stuff like that and it's like perfect like um blast it so loud it's real good. Leave me alone, mom. Energy, you know, like I th- that's the good part. Yeah. Like, and it's like it's yeah. good. Leave me alone, mom. Energy, and it's also just like. Well, I think that's why it's associated so hard with like middle schoolers and that weird <laughs> like rar phase, you know, rar XD phase, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the vibe like, I get from like Fall Out Boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's again. I think like if you don't, if you're not nostalgic for this album, I feel like it's kind of hard to to get into yeah. and enjoy. So. Yeah, I think that's and I because I've, I've tried to <laughs> I've tried to this is a hard album to share with people as an adult yes. because Sean, you're exactly right for that exact reason. If you didn't grow up on this music, you're <laughs> like like it's it's actually see that, the, you know, the, the anecdote about sharing stories that end up being horrifying is perfectly tied in with this <laughs> yeah. because when I share this album with people who didn't grow up with it, they're like, are you OK? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Just fundamentally need- <laughs> as a person, are you yeah, OK? Like, <laughs> do you need 
help or assistance <laughs> of any kind. Um, but, you know, and it's, it's yeah, it bums a lot of people out because it's kind of a bummer of yeah. an album. And, and I don't listen to this album very much anymore. Mm-hmm. But there are times, yeah, where like sometimes I'm in my feelings or I got a little extra energy and it's not a good feeling. And it's like, yeah, you wake up feeling like, very uneven keel but you don't know what to do yeah this is great music to turn on to turn on and just like lip sing to and dance around to and <laughs> scream to i will also tell you there's um we were supposed to do low lights but one more anecdote <laughs> for me um love it but love like it. Keep going yeah uh, there's a, well, this shirt is from something called emo night that they do on the West coast, which is, which is, you know, uh, this group that takes over, um, some kind of divey bar and they do beer specials and it's just a bunch of adults who grew up listening to this kind of, and they just blast pop punk all night. And it's just a, it's an emo dance party basically, which sounds like it is not fun, but it's actually amazing. Yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just a bunch of drunk, like it's just a bunch of drunk adults who grew up on this kind of music, just in a room screaming stuff, you know? And then there's a bar in Chicago that hopefully will survive the pandemic that used to do a thing called um, emo versus pop punk, which is a similar deal. They have a DJ come in and, and he plays um, emo and pop punk music all night. And you get your beer and you just, you know, it's the lights are dark and everybody. And it's like, it's, there's also something as an adult for me growing up in this music, that's like, it's really joyous to be in that group with those people because everybody who grew up listening to this music, like did not fit in. This was yeah. not music you listened to because you were one of the popular kids. You're like super well adjusted and like you know, all that yeah, stuff. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, there's just, there's just something really joyous about like that Absolutely. You know, knowing that that was the feeling you had and then finding your group, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's so. that's the big thing is like it's so a lot of like I can't I think my problem, well not my problem, but one of the reasons I don't like come back to Fall Out Boy and I guess this album too is it's so like self-deprecating. Yeah. And really just like all the negative self-talk, it really like takes me back to a bad place when I was really yeah, negative towards myself. And so I can see where you're coming from, definitely, where, I mean, it's almost, it's like going to therapy almost when you're mm-hmm. with that group, because you're all sharing in those, those bad experiences, kind of. And it's very, mm-hmm. like, I, cathartic, I guess. Yeah, it absolutely but, is. Yeah. So, There's yeah, a, I see, I, I see what you're saying. There was an SNL skit that actually, I think, hit the nail. Because the other thing is, like, you know, like, especially the, the, um, the one in Chicago, the emo versus pop punk night, like, you'll go there and it's like on a Sunday and people show up there in like fucking <laughs> polo shirts and khakis and you're like get out like you know what i mean you're like 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 that's a person that like you know 15 years ago when we were all when we were all children and having our feelings like we would have been like fuck you poser you know what i mean and they have their collar popped like pete wins right right? and you like look around at all these like adults and we're all tired and we're drinking beer because everything hurts you know what i mean and like we're all we're all standing around drinks in our hands and we're all tired and you look around you're like everybody in here has a day job and you know that everybody's just a little bit sad on the inside you know and like yeah (laughs) um snl did this great bit uh they did a great sketch a while ago and kristen stewart hosted where it was like exactly that thing basically it's like what did all the emo kids do when they grew up Uh it's a great skit you gotta watch it because it basically shows like this like it's kind of a paramore-esque band and they're like in an Mm. office job and they like whenever (laughs) they have a strong emotion they just like break out into song but then they go to a meeting and they're like yeah um so i got it like it's like it's just like what do you do (laughs) yeah <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I will say if me as the outsider of like not in those like pop punk or like, you know, emo groups, it feels to me like 
like putting a pen over your head and like banging it with like a wooden <laughs> but like yeah let's uh let's go through highlights of like songs pen, pen over your head banging it with a wooden spoon isn't a hundred gex song i'm pretty yeah sure. really so yeah uh you said highlights right now L- yeah. low lights let's do low lights, oh, low lights. Yeah. okay right, have we finished yeah. low lights yeah uh low lights uh i would say for me the low light is you know sonically it all sounds pretty similar um and most notably i think my least favorite song is uh champagne for my real friends oh hey uh, <laughs> i don't like oh, it it's, real pain for my champagne <laughs> yes uh, I my think heart it's is very, breaking <laughs> it's too angsty it's like the the lyrics in it are the most cringy out of every song in the album to me and uh i don't know i i it was really hard for me to differentiate song by song for this album. Yeah. Like, when I first listened through an album, I or for this show, I will sit and listen to the whole album, and then I'll come back to it with a notepad, and then I'll like take yeah. notes as I'm listening back through the songs. And the second time felt like the third, the first time because I had no idea. Like, okay, sugar, we're going down. I know this one. I like this one. Okay, and then every other song after that is a. <laughs> 30 minute song that I cannot tell the difference between. So. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I feel like the first half of this album is like the shining star quote. Mm-hmm. After that, it's all, I, to me, it's all like, a lot of them are like kind of heard it all. Too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. They do, they do that. I looked at their, their album history and they do, they tend to do that is they, they will stack, um, their singles will tend to be in that first, first part sure. of the album. Sure. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's not like, but it's not rewarding in like a Pink Floyd way of like, you know, all the songs kind of meld together, mm-hmm. you know. It feels just like songs over. Just like, you know, just like barraging you with like Done with that one. Never mind. I'm gonna have that feeling in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um my okay, so my lowlights are like really tied together of just like and I, I don't think these. I don't think all the individual songs are bad. I just think this thread in the record is very bad. Of just like in Dance Dance, Sugar We're Going Down, uh, no one puts baby in a corner, and also um, I slept with someone in Fall Boy, and all I got was this lousy, this stupid song written about me, like that that song, like the thread of just like I talked about it already, just like the I'm fucking to because I'm out for revenge, basically, yeah. I'm out. I'm angry at the world, so... And just, like, um... Why don't you show me the little bit of spine you've been saving for his mattress, love. And just, like, it's this nerd fantasy power trip. You know, it's this, like... It's, like... Yeah, and it's just, like... With Dance Dance, I don't like the... You know, it's a dance track, but we're actually ironic. Like, just, like, if you're gonna do it... Just just do a dance track! (laughs) What are you doing? And then, uh... Sugar, we're going down of just, like, the... We talked about the, you know, the friction in your jeans line and like, <laughs> I'm watching you from my closet. Also not Just like line. that jealousy, whatever. Is this the crash into me, the punk scene? Like, is this like the Dave Matthews crash into me? Like, okay, first of all, how dare you compare Fall Out Boy to Dave Matthews? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think there's like, again, just that thread is like very, this made it... N- this made the record not go above a five. You know, for me, like this entire thread just turned me off so quickly. And um, yeah, but that being said, like 
catchy songs. <laughs> well, they touch fun. on they touch on a lot of themes that are like that are relatable. Like Dan's dance is like you know just wanting someone you probably won't really have a chance with. Sure, but but then they go and then they get really petty and sarcastic about it, and then I'm like, oh, you kind of lost me. Like mm-hmm. I was really, I was really like, like relating to this, and then you go and kind of be a jerk about it. I'm like, also, I'm yes. sorry. I I really think as shitty as as the concept is, why don't you show me the little bit of spine you've been saving for his mattress? Is kind of a great insult. Well, like it's really, it's really shitty. It's really it is slut shamey and misogynistic, yes. but it's kind of clever. But I uh, know yeah. the thing is, I was like going reading these lyrics i was like this is all pretty like really well written like they are he's a good writer Mm -hmm. but he's just a dick like i don't i I can't get into that use your powers for good yeah yeah (laughs) he gets better he gets older yeah stephanie to talk about taylor swift again real quick based off that uh spine joke it reminds me of drag her uh, sorry no i'm kidding (laughs) It reminds me of the lyric, uh, she's not a saint and she's not what you think. She's an actress. She's better known for the things that she does on the mattress, which is like uh, girls shaming girls for having sex. Like, no, you don't got to do this. Mm -hmm. T-Swizzle, T-Swizzle, back (laughs) off a little bit. Yeah. And that's, you know, and like I said, it's, I think it's, you know, and it would be interesting to know if Taylor Swift grew up. This is not a Taylor Swift episode, but like she and I are close to the same age. So we would have grown up kind of on a similar kind of music. And like, mm-hmm. like, I guess I, what I'm saying is, I guess you can, you can absolutely draw a line from one to the right. other. Yes. You know what I, I mean? I could definitely yeah. see her listening to Fall Out Boy. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Because that was also just the culture at the time. Because I will also, you know, like I was that girl. I was very much, well, like, like a lot of my friends growing up were guys. And I wasn't a girly girl. I wasn't that kind. You know, I, I'm I'm not like other girls. You know, that's like the sort of bell. That's the bell, right? That's the bellwether of being a shitty feminist right now, right? Like, well, I'm 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 not like other women, you know, right. because that's just this. There's no place for that. But that was the culture, right? And like that was the culture, sort of. 2010 when we're talking about this taylor swift era and then when you know before she was a thing and before she was writing music we have fallout boy who's like i don't care what kind of girl you are i hate you right. because you don't like me anyway like right, like that was right. the like i'm not like that guy so you don't like me right it was yeah. a sort of yeah well you you like put out what you receive and if that's what you've been projected onto right. that's like what you'll project into your music yeah. too sure. so until you like really critically think about it like and you have to really critically think about everything you mm-hmm. put out Oh, yeah. And this is the point I want to stress so hard for any listener or like anyone who like might relate to this too much. Yeah. Of just like, I want to stress like so hard that just because you're nervous about your horniness doesn't mean you're nice. Like, (laughs) I just want to sear that into your stupid brain. Like, I truly just like, like, oh, why does she want to shut up? I hate you. Also, yes, if you're relating to this album far too much, sex should be enjoyable. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't yeah, follow this I, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, for lowlights for me, I, I almost always skip. We're so, we've gone for so long on these. I know. I mean, because everybody, because everybody on hates this, record, this album. We jumped around Everybody hates a this bit. album and I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I usually skip. I've got a dark alley and a bad idea. That says you should shut your mouth. I think is the rest of the title. Summer song. Summer song. Um, and then I usually <laughs> skip. Uh, yeah, I, I sometimes, honestly, sometimes I skip "Sugar We're Going Down," but I, mm. I'll usually skip that sort of like six, seven, oh, eight. Hipster. You know, um, mm. I kind of yeah. That that middle. If we're talking about sort of like great and not great, that middle part of the album is is possibly the worst part of the album. 
Yeah, let's go through some highlights though. Like, um, yeah, what were some songs that? Uh, let's go. Let's turn to Sean first. Like, what, what were some songs that you enjoyed though? Dance, dance, sugar, we're going down, and then um, sophomore slump, and that's. Yeah. It's solely just because they're nostalgic for me. Like if I didn't hear those when I was younger, I I probably wouldn't be that into them. So, and not to yeah. brag about the beauty of our youth, but we are both twenty four. So that uh, this was I was nine when this album came out. So oh my god, that's part of nostalgia. That's why doesn't none of you listen to this. Jesus yes, Christ! Yes. So <laughs> I wasn't old enough hit. to listen to this. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I, I yeah. had heard Trigger We're Going Down and Dance Dance, which I like both those songs. Probably, I don't know, from repetition or because they're like the singles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they have the widest net of appeal. But yeah. uh, those are my two top highlights. And then for a non-single highlight, uh, probably I slept with someone in Fall Out Boy and all I got was a stupid song written about me. I like mm. I like the way that it expresses. It's like the angst in that song, I think the title is really funny to me. I don't know, like it, yeah, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It uh, explores the uh, emo side, which I think uh, I the rest of the album is like kind of samey in how it expresses it. Mm. I like how this song does. So I did like the change with like the screaming. I thought that was just because it was a change of pace. So mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting yeah. to throw it in. I I think my highlights, dance dance, I think is possibly the best song on this album Um, i would agree with that i think uh because i think it's it's the one that sounds the least like the rest of the album it is the least samey of the you know lyrically sure it's still angsty and shitty but like musically it is completely different from anything else on the album you know yeah yeah. Um, I, the chorus is energy. It's so energizing. Just like, you know, yeah. uh, just like how it builds. And then it's like like different parts that like fit together really well, yeah. where I feel with some of the songs, it just it's like literally just throwing everything yeah. at the wall. Just like we're trying everything, <laughs> you know, yeah, but like every, I just think this. It fits together like a puzzle, really. I think it's really nice. And I think um, that I think that um, it it just ends, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. it just it's just danced like it's it it sort of pairs dance, down. Dance. You know, we get to the bridge and we take the <laughs> we get to like um, the last chorus repeat. And we kind of finish everything and then we go to a little instrumental and it's just it's sort of that highlighted. It's just like bass and drums. Yeah. And then we bring a little, we bring that like shaker back in, and then it's just dance, dance over and over again, and then it just ends, just yeah. that little kicker, like that ends on that like guitar riff, and that's it. And I think that's kind of compelling too. It's such yeah. a, I mean, it's just a catchy song, and I think like, yeah. I mean, the ending is like the catchiest part because like you'll you'll be walking around the house going dance, dance. <laughs> yeah, um, it keeps the energy up. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think anything on this album where you're right, where they kind of step away from kind of what the rest of the album is doing is really interesting. I think that's that's when Fall Out Boy is their most interesting is when they kind of go, here's the genre that we play in, and then here's something else that we just want to try. And that's sure. like what I think is interesting about them as a band. So I think that's the most like mm-hmm. punk thing you can do, too, is like try <laughs> new things, you know, like, I don't know. It's not your genre. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's punk. Yeah. yeah. Sugar, we're doing going down. If it's if. If one song has to be like a mainstream single, I'm glad it's this one, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 
it's so catchy and just like I, the melodically the most enjoyable. It's like, and like, I don't know what it means. Like a loaded gun complex, cock it and pull it. Like, it's just like such a satisfying turn of phrase. Like yeah. all those words together just sound so satisfying. A loaded gun complex, cock it and pull it. Well, good just writers. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. that connected. Well, the, that being the second part of the phrase, I'll be your number one with a bullet because mm-hmm. the phrase is yeah. I'll be your number two with a bullet. Right. When you put, when you bullet point something, it's like elevating it. Hmm. So I if thought, you're saying I'll be your number one with a bullet there, you can't get it. Like that's like, that's sort of a little bit of like, um, that's like a, it's not a malapropism, but that's like sort of intentionally wrong. Right. So it's like, yeah. I'll be your number one with a bullet, a loaded gun complex cock and a bullet is an interesting sort of, yeah. I'm saying, are you guys saying, are you guys saying loaded gun complex? Cause I thought yeah. it was a loaded God complex. So loaded gun complex. I thought it was loaded God, but whatever. Who cares? It's a, um, well, like, it is, and that's but and that's the, that is the thing. Th- this is the thing I like about Fallout Boy. Regardless of like, if you can sort of, if you can, if you have obsessively listened to the <laughs> way I have, you do start being able to piece together some lyrics that you didn't understand because of the way that they put, um, the way that they put phrases together where yeah. they, they'll mm-hmm. they'll drop a thing in here and then they'll sort of complete the phrase where you're like oh that's the joke that's the pun that's sure the, that's the wordplay of this you know yeah even the lines that i'm like you know oh that's a little weird just like i'm just not in your bedpost but you're just a line in the song or just like you know uh, wishing insult. to be the friction in your jeans stuff like that just like those words together they 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 add up together to like make something very catchy it makes something very like Oh, this is fun, you know? Yeah. Even though, like, generally, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. When you look back at it. Yeah. Uh, any other highlights? Like, any other highlights you want to point out? My other highlight that I wrote down was just Patrick Stump's voice because I love it. Mm. I just think he's got a great fucking voice. I think his vocal range. I think he's he sounds his voice sounds like he almost could be like a soul music singer. Like, it's just very mm. it's that's I think another thing to set that that sort of sets them apart is that he doesn't sing like a pop punk singer he doesn't sing like a screamo you know what i mean he doesn't sing in the same style that that other of his sort of contemporaries did he it's a much more like soulful it's more full he's got a really nice sort of low range but he also has a really nice high range and he, yeah patrick Stone's yeah. voice was my other highlight for this album yeah he's very talented i'll quickly go through mine just like um our lawyer may has changed the name of the song so we won't get sued just all the allusions to suicide all the allusions to depression are like really powerful just like you know, the ribbon on my wrist says don't open till Christmas before Christmas. Mm-hmm. The idea of just like, yeah, don't cut yourself before the ho- during the holiday. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't want to worry people. You don't want to upset people. And then just like um, seven minutes in heaven, just like that's kind of like about his like him managing his bipolar and about a suicide attempt. And just like the idea of just like, um, you know, he's unable to like fully articulate, you know, his depression. So he writes songs, but then also he he ups his dose of his medication and stuff yeah. like that. And just like, that's really like, again, th- uh, this is the part that's like, <laughs> it reminds me this whole thing. Like, you know, these songs that are like about suicide and about like, you know, depression and stuff like, and hearing you talk about how this is helpful as like a young person, you know, in a small town that you didn't want to be in. It doesn't make it criticism proof, but it definitely like makes me like, not want to like, you know, go in and say like, this fucking sucks. You know, mm-hmm. the idea, just like the Mike Birbiglia joke of just like him saying like, yeah, this movie sucked. And then the, 
someone else saying like this movie helped me stop cutting myself and yeah. he's like oh the part when she stopped cutting herself was right. good you know um but yeah i just like um i i see a lot of inherent value of that like, i think that's wonderful and then the idea and not even in a condescending way i think that's truly like a good thing that they're doing yeah let's go through final thoughts and ratings the way this works is we'll go through the record and we'll uh rate this record out of 10 with a fun metric at the end so who would like to go first uh, I will. I uh, have no nostalgic memories for this album, but I do like the songs that I know <laughs> or, or listen to. Uh, it's like an yeah. interesting touchstone for 2005 for me, um, but it's not something I'm going to like return and listen to often. So I would probably give this um, five Mr. Fallout Boys out of ten. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Uh, I'll go next. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my rating, you know, I think, like, there's a lot of value to this. And, like, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. I don't want to, like, you know, make anyone feel bad for enjoying this. But this wasn't for me. I'll, I'll just I'll just say it wasn't for me. You know, this wasn't for me. Um, I, I wanted to like it more, you know. And I, I had fun roasting it every so often. But, like, ultimately, I don't want to make anyone feel bad. I don't want, like, I want people to feel safe. And I want people to, like, you know enjoy things um but yeah this wasn't for me um maybe it's like you know you know you know how like you know people like when they're high they could like you know hear pitches that they weren't able to hear mm-hmm. before like maybe like if you're like a white person you might be able to hear the dis- the distinctiveness <laughs> of like the guitar tones and stuff like that and, like <laughs> like all that stuff like but this sounded like a lot of the songs like sounded like aside from like the singles and maybe a few songs like sounded the same you know this the i i got a dark alley and a bad idea that says shut your mouth is supposed to be the slow song and it's just like <laughs> it's just like this pretty much the same um but like yeah the writing is pretty good you know even there's always like a really clever turn of phrase just like the ripanomerus says don't open till christmas we make out in like you know crash cars and stuff like that and then some of it is like more cryptic and some of it's more you know interpretive i guess but like it still like really sounds great and like i think like yeah i I just like i don't i don't really have much more to say about it like i i enjoyed like that i haven't already said you know i enjoy the um you know the themes of depression and the themes and the introspection they do as like you know you know sophomore you know artists who are like you know trying to make a dent on the world and stuff like that but um yeah i don't feel i don't feel like i'm gonna listen to this ever again <laughs> you know, honestly so uh i'm gonna give this um five uh sham friends out of ten <laughs> stephanie do you care if i go next because i know you're gonna probably rate it high so i kind of want to end on like a high yeah note. yeah no i need to go Higher. last because i uh, still don't know oh cool i'm okay. still deciding so yeah i need to go last <laughs> um yeah for me this record is solely just a throwback to like middle school days and outside of that, I really have no interest in this album. I, if I hear like one of the singles, I'll sing along to it. But other than that, I could, I could really take or leave it. I do think for a sophomore or for a yeah sophomore album, it's pretty, like pretty solid. Um, other than that, that's, yeah, that's really all I have for it. So I'm going to give it a six and a half babies in the corner out of 10. <laughs> that's a much higher rating than i thought you were gonna <laughs> yeah i i think um as an album 
it's not my favorite. Um, like just, you know what I mean? If, yeah, if I, if I had not been listening to this album for 15 years, I would have a very different opinion of this album. Yeah. Um, I think as like, yeah, it's, it's not even my favorite of their albums anymore, you know? Um, mm. so I think if I'm, if I'm looking at it sort of in terms of like music, musicality music like all that stuff you know if i'm looking at it from a sort of more objective point of view i i'm 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 also i'm giving it a nostalgia boost Mm -hmm. because it just is this is an album that i will never not come back to yeah you know Mm -hmm. i don't listen to this album very often quite frankly but this is an album like even if i never listen to this album again it's still just gonna sit in that little lockbox in my heart because Mm -hmm. it was an album that kept me safe for um you know a really critical period of my life um but I think I think I'm actually also going to give it a six and a half. Whoa! Um, yeah, I, I'm also going to give it a six and a half. I'm tempted to give it a seven so I can give it a seven minutes in heaven, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it six and a half minutes in heaven. <laughs> is what I'm going to give it. It's pretty close. Like I don't yeah. think it's like that. Like, yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, Stephanie. Yeah, uh, thank you. you. Know, uh, sorry you we made you feel like this. I was going to say, yeah. we're going to end this recording and I'm going to go listen to this album and cry again about how everybody still hates me. <laughs> Nobody understands Everyone on that me. podcast hates me. <laughs> you wouldn't uh, understand even if I told you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, now we'll get into our... <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> so hard in our to episode, like Stephanie's edited it so well, so it sounds nice. <laughs> like, um, but um, yeah, now we'll go through like a uh, song we uh, want to put on the playlist. So, who would like to go first? So, my pick is by Jimmy Eat World, and I really. I really only got into them on their 2010 album Invented, and I listened to that album like nonstop. And, uh, the song I really like from that is because I guess they're 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 rock, but I feel like they're a little like pop punkish as well. Um, but the song I chose is uh, "Coffee and Cigarettes." Click. Yeah, no, I just, again, I, I do like Jimmy Eat World. I am very sporadic with the the songs I listen to them, listen to by them. But this album, Invented, was like, I used to listen to the shit out of this album. And uh, this was kind of my pop punk album, essentially, that I that I gravitated towards. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah they had, um, the middle was the single everybody knew, but yeah. they're... Just for everyone listening, if you've only heard the Jimmy World song, The Middle, you're missing out because they're actually mm. much better than that single. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, oh, what's the other album by them? Uh, it's early on. Futures. I like Futures a lot, too. That's a good album. You know, I think Stephanie's comment about, you know, like how they're different, you know, uh, p- you know, pop punk emo clicks, you know, made a lot of sense for me because I really, really liked the Black Parade. It's like such a it's a it's like the it's like a just a perfect like object or just like it's like a sistine chapel or something like that you know so uh my uh pick is gonna be famous last words by my chemical romance click so this song's so good 
Uh, just like how it morphs and changes and just like it's just such a perfect closer i know there's this extra song at the end but like this is like the perfect closer to an album just like you know just triumphant over death and anxiety and depression and stuff like that and just like i'm not afraid to keep on living i'm not afraid to walk this world alone just like and especially like through all the shit the protagonist in this album has gone through uh it's very uplifting and also the story about just like uh Gerard Way writing this song and like, you know, one of the members of the band left the band and like he wrote the song and showed it to him and then that convinced him to come back. You know, that convinced him to like give him the energy and motivation to come back to the band. So like I think that's really wonderful. So I love it. So I listened to it uh earlier today and just like that really dampened my opinion on this record. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm being a little too harsh. And then I listened to this, like, oh, this is how this is how they do it. This is how you do it correctly, in my opinion. But yeah. I'm just sniping all of you because you were mean about my albums. I'm just <laughs> I'm kidding. Good I'm luck totally trying to kidding. roast me right now, Stephanie. because uh, my pick is I'm gonna kidding. be from our uh as we're talking about misogyny and you know, two thousands bands. I am referring to my misogynist kings three oh three. And I want to talk about <laughs> their recent uh song they did with hundred gex, which I really enjoy. It's called uh Lonely Machines. Click. This was their uh, 2020 comeback song, and it's actually good. I enjoy listening to it. So uh, <laughs> check it out if you if you like to listen to pop punk or like uh, cringy misogynist bands who are working on bettering themselves. Please <laughs> check out Lonely Machines. You said Misogyny Kings, and I was really concerned that was the name of a band, and I was like, we gotta talk. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's tongue, in, tongue in cheek. That's kind of funny, honestly. <laughs> misogyny Kings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stephanie, we turn to you now. Yes, I'm gonna, because I brought all the emo pop punkness, um, I'm actually gonna bring you something from my life now and go in a completely different direction. Um, well, I say my life now. It's not contemporary. It's actually older than this album, but um, I, I lately... Um, so I've evolved from pop punk into just a lot more pop and folk. And so the sort of pop and punk branches kind of went their separate ways. And that's kind of shaped my music um, taste. But I've also been getting into um, I've been listening to a lot of 80s pop lately. Oh, um, nice. uh, so uh, in a perhaps complete departure from everything we've talked about in this episode, uh, my contribution to the playlist is Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. <gasps> Click. Thank you oh, for good. clicking for me. This. Yeah, I, I, I love this song. It's I so love good. it. I love. Um, I love everything about it. I have. I have gone on multiple rants to people about this song. Um, I love. So one, it was actually this was pointed out to me by somebody else. But it's a great observation: is that Bruce Springsteen's a guitarist, and there's almost and and the the leading instrument in the song is a synth. Um, mm. And it's a song that sort of hovers around the same key, and then we get to the chorus. Um, the chorus sort of breaks the the musical 
setup of the verse and then it goes right back to it so like if you listen to the the the, the hook is that dun 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 right and then mm. you get to can't start a fire and then the end of the chorus is uh even when we're just dance it's the, exactly the same as the first line right so it's nice. the music like the structure of it is amazing and i i love the it's so in a maybe what ties into this is is that um, my adult angst is very different from my teenage angst, <laughs> um, and it's a different way to sort of process that energy. Like the the whole song is just energy. It's it's you know it's I'm I get up in the morning and I don't feel good, and then this thing's happening, and I'm walking around like it's like this. The narrative of it is great, and the idea of like you can't start the fire without a spark. And I love the line, "This gun's for hire." Um, and it's like there's something about it that's like we're poised, we're ready to go. Something's about to happen. We just need something to kick it off. And I, I really love that. Yeah, I've been rocking out to that song lately. So nice, yeah. awesome. Well, th- thank you so much, Stephanie, for doing this episode thank and you. like for helping out with the show. Um, yeah, I, I just like I, um, you know, I really, really appreciate like your perspective on this, and like this definitely like, made me appreciate this whole thing more. And, uh, yeah, well, hope, here's to like way more memories and like way more fun and laughs and ha-has along the way. So we can say um, thanks for the memories. <laughs> yeah. yeah even the if they weren't one. so good. Um, even if they but, weren't so great. Great. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so thank you so much. Uh, let's uh, do some plugs. Uh, Stephanie, what do you like to plug? Well, I'm on, uh, Instagram and Twitter as Steph M senior. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but who uses Facebook anymore? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm actually on Facebook as Steph M senior too. Finally, I think I finally changed my handle. So Steph M senior everywhere. Um, if you want to look at my online portfolio, you can go to stephaniemsenior.com and look at my sound design work and my composition. I haven't updated it in many moons, but, um, it's still there and, um, I'm watching a lot of TV lately. Uh, you can plug, you can find me at, uh, Instagram and Twitter at, at lemon taco. Um, that is it. Uh, you can also find me watching season 13 of drag race. If that's going on still, when this comes out, please message me about it. I would like to talk about it. Thank you. Yeah. We'll watch it together. Cause I'm also watching it. Uh, I want to talk hey. to you about it. Maybe we can, oh, yeah. after we hit stop, I want to talk to you about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean. Uh, follow me on Instagram at T one underscore Sean five nine nine Sean S E A N. Yeah. Uh, yes. So you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew A Lee. You could follow the show at IBMT LTT on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I guess you could friend me on Facebook. I might not recognize you and delete the request, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> like if I don't know who you are, I usually like delete that, <laughs> but yeah, you could try, I guess. Uh, Andrew Ambrose Lee. Um, that's the, I've been meaning to listen to that dare. Try to friend Andrew <laughs> on Facebook. Do it. Motherfuckers. I don't know if you're nice. If you look nice, I might say, well, okay. Like, you know, and then you, and then like, I'm like grifted out, like all my, like, I was going to say, Andrew, you're stuff. setting yourself up to be scammed right now. If you're a prince uh, from yeah, a country so if you, in Africa, if you're a Nigerian, please friend If you're a Nigerian Andrew. prince, you know, would like to give away uh, his fortune. I'll definitely friend you. Um, <laughs> uh, you could email us at I've been mean to listen to that gmail.com. You know, rate us five stars on, you know, rate us on uh, iTunes. If you rate us, We'll donate one dollar for this month to uh, the Trevor Project. So, and now we'll uh, have a closing sentiment from Stephanie. All right, three, two, one. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the memories. memories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. 
Okay, thighs. Okay. Okay, thighs. Okay, okay glutes. Okay, forearms. Good night, uh, have good, a good night, nobody. <laughs> I'll love you forever. <laughs> good night, nobody. Click. <laughs>